Hey, I'm Dr. Timothy Chen. And I'm Melissa Wood. And welcome to Common Sense Medicine. The goal of this podcast is to break down complex medical problems and make them common sense so that we can all learn and have better control of our health. Yes, and remember, this is a podcast for information purposes only. It's not medical advice, so if you need anything additional, speak to your provider. And with that being said, let's start our next episode. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, Melissa, another episode of Common Sense Medicine. Mm -hmm. And today, we are talking about alcohol. Yes. Yeah. And it all started because of actually what patients have been telling us for the past week or so. Mm -hmm. So we figure it's something good to address. So starting off with things like, okay, obviously alcohol, it's tough to study because some studies are like, it's fine. Some studies like it's going to kill you. But we'll Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about you know, what alcohol does, um, the difference between just drinking moderately to heavy to excessive and then mm-hmm. alcoholism, um, how it affects our metabolism and everything like that from our brain to our emotion uh, to our physical health. And then also wrapping up with this sober curious mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's all over the place right now. So good, good time to address it. So. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Melissa, let's start off with a clinical case patient story. Okay. okay. So I've had and I guess we've both had a lot of patients lately saying things like, um, I stopped drinking, and I lost 30 pounds, mm-hmm. or one guy stopped drinking and in six months lost 80 pounds. Mm-hmm. So that was the positive. Uh, the other one was patients actually getting pretty sick, going to the hospital mm-hmm. and realizing it was all alcohol related. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, it actually made me think like, I mean, I guess alcohol is part of our culture, mm-hmm. uh, part of our society, part of having a good time associated with, you know, football and stuff like that. But it actually isn't the best thing for us. Right. Yeah. A a lot of people get a little confused about what, you know, even constitutes, you know, light drinking, moderate drinking, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, you know, as we're kind of like prepping for this and everything, you know, moderate drinking habit is just one drink a day for a woman, right? two drinks a day for a man. Mm -hmm. So if if you're there, you're already at moderate, you know, Um, so... So really recognizing that the amount can make a big difference, the frequency can make a big difference, and recognizing when it can be problematic. You know, a lot of times we'll see patients that, yeah, they say, I don't really eat much, but I can't lose weight, or I'll um, hear a lot of, you know, poor sleep quality, daytime fatigue, Mm -hmm. um, difficulty focusing, um, all kinds of stomach issues, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, reflux, just stomach aches, um, just all variety of symptoms. And then when you start like digging a little bit more, sometimes it is someone who just has like a glass of wine every night. Yeah. But it can be enough to cause problems. And I think a lot of times people don't realize that something that they feel is like a completely benign habit can Mm -hmm. have side effects. Yeah, yeah. You start thinking about how often people, like, you know, we we have a lot of moms in the clinic, right? We see a lot of moms in our clinic. Um, there's Madison moms. And the amount of times we hear things like, can't we just wait? I just can't wait to get home, you know, put the kids to bed so I can start drinking my glass of wine mm-hmm. or two or, or things like that. And it's kind of like at one moment, they're like, ha, 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 ha. And you're like, ha, 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 are you, are you okay? 
you know, because like, well, like, right, alcohol, um, you know, especially wine is associated with like stress relief, right? Mm -hmm. They think of a lot of positive things, right? Because it does help with like loosening you up a little bit. It calms you. Uh, but when people start saying things like, if I don't drink, I can't sleep, mm -hmm. right? Or if I don't drink, I get really, really agitated. Even if it's not like I'm driving like a DUI, but this, this, this urge that like, I just can't wait till I get the kids to bed, get, get them out of the way mm -hmm. um, so I can get alcohol. That usually is a sign that, right, maybe something else is starting to happen mm -hmm. uh, beyond just like maybe the European style of like we're drinking with our food mm -hmm. as a, like a pairing. Like people are like, I'll pair this with this mm -hmm. wine. This is beyond like just that. Yeah, it's to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And um and a lot of times in social situations that can be tough to everybody well not everybody but a lot of people do you know approach social social situations and think well i'm more fun when i have alcohol or you know just um you know able to kind of let loose a little easier mm -hmm. or you know just lower inhibitions everything that you know it can yeah. be fun i guess um but at the same time like if you're using it to to feel a certain way or mm -hmm. act a certain way that isn't like truly yourself you know it, it may be something to look at and yeah. when we talk later about the sober curious movement mm -hmm. it is a little bit about that you know just kind of what would life look like or these scenarios that mm -hmm. you're usually using alcohol in that setting what would it look like without that yeah. and you know and so that's a, a different way to examine it absolutely and i think one of those things with alcohol is it is interesting how this is one of the few substances that of course completely legal above the age of 21 mm -hmm. so you teenagers burst <laughs> <laughs> but it is amazing how this is one of those few substances that not only affects us mentally uh it affects us physically but it also has big socio like impact stuff mm -hmm. uh, you and i were talking yesterday and you're right when it comes to like personality and being at a party or a group there is a pressure to be like mm -hmm. you should drink something even you see movies men are like i don't trust a man doesn't drink you know <laughs> you're like that doesn't make you really more of a man uh -huh. than you know but there is this idea that if you're together and everyone is drinking you should be drinking too and when you're kind of like I don't really want to do that. They kind of look at you funny. Yeah. Yeah. And this might be like a PSA, like <laughs> public service announcement. You know, I don't know why we're so hard on each other when we try to adopt healthy habits. Yes. The same thing goes with people when they're trying to make a positive change in their diet. Um, you know, I've seen like, you know, the comment like circulating that, you know, our diet is, essentially so bad the mm -hmm. standard american diet is so bad that when somebody eats like normal healthy food meaning like you know minimally or no no processed you know yeah. just like fruits and vegetables uh -huh. that's like a diet and it <laughs> but that should be so true. baseline yeah. and so people are like you know why are you eating like a rabbit you know i hear that all the time but it's yeah. like when someone is making a positive decision for their health, we don't need to give them a hard time. Correct. If someone says no to a glass of wine, yeah. you don't have to question it. No. You don't have to be like, well, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. Come on, just one drink. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, are you expecting? <laughs> you know, you yes. don't, it can just be a simple no, thank you. And Correct. please just move on. Absolutely. You know, there's no reason, you know. 
Isn't it so funny? Like、yeah. the only reason you wouldn't drink is because you're pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there's plenty of other reasons、yeah. that you know, you know, someone may not want to have a headache the next、That's、morning,、right. or you like, know, <laughs> Melissa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, okay. Me and you, we have kids, right? So we have kids age. I mean, we have to get up in the morning, yeah, and go to work、yeah. and raise children. And this <laughs> idea of like being drunk or having a hangover the next day just doesn't sound pleasing. Because you、mm. know what? The kids are sugaring up at seven or six. Mm-hmm. You know, on a Saturday too,、yeah. on a Sunday.、They'll, in fact, my kids get up earlier on the weekends than they do for a school day.、Mm-hmm. And so you're right. I mean, there are other reasons for us to like decline a beer or alcohol. Like for me, I'm personally anaphylactically allergic. Yeah, <laughs> I will yeah. literally die. <laughs>、um, and so, right, we so don't it's have okay to say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is no pressure. It should not be any pressure one way or the other. If you don't want to drink, you don't have to drink. If you want to have a glass, have at it. And for, for, as far as us, right, there's it's none of our business. Why you didn't want any alcohol today, or、mm-hmm. you know whatnot? Yeah, yeah. And back to like the you know wanting avoid to avoid hangover symptoms、mm-hmm. the next day. A lot of people do think of hangover just like you would picture like in college or something,、right. where you know, yeah, you're like. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I've had a lot of hangovers in my life,、yeah. but you know, just kind of the stereotypical like headache.、Um, I don't know, guys. Tell me what, <laughs> what else? Stomachache, probably、right. uh-huh. fatigue, throwing up. Throwing、mm-hmm. up. You know, all of those things.、Um, It doesn't have to be that, you know.、Mm-hmm. And and someone may say, "Well, only one or two drinks a night. I'm not going to be hungover. I'll be fine the next day."、Yeah. But then over time. They then come to see us for these vague complaints、yes. and like headaches, fatigue, you know,、mm-hmm. low energy, decreased libido,、right. you know, all these things that、mm-hmm. you know could be a number of reasons. But then you know it kind of traces back to those one or two drinks at night,、Correct. Um, and. When that stopped, it actually makes people feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah. They don't realize that that was the cause. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know exactly. And so,、uh, you know, speaking of all these side effects, you're right. You know, so we're gonna shift me now to like what does alcohol actually do to your body, right? And so, you're exactly. Well, we'll talk about the mental aspect of it first. Yes, a lot of people, if they can't concentrate during the day, their brain is foggy when they wake up. They feel like they didn't.、Um, They're emotionally not well, like maybe more depression, more anxiety. Alcohol does that.、Mm-hmm. Alcohol absolutely messes up with your mental capacity because you know overall, I tell people, alcohol is a depressant on your brain.、Mm-hmm. And so, from a mental aspect,、uh, imagine like alcohol is like when you drink, you. Block these receptors in your brain. It's kind of like you turn off your cell phone.、Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean the text messages aren't coming. Doesn't mean the emails aren't coming. Doesn't mean your body's still not sending signals to your brain. In fact, it might be sending more because it's not getting any feedback back. And so, what'll happen is those neurotransmitters are just hanging around those nerves, hanging around your brain, waiting to to let you know what's happening. And the moment your alcohol wears off, it's kind of like you turn on your phone and your brain gets hit by every single one of those messages at the same time. Some people. People mentally will feel more anxious. They feel like they have to have a drink to calm back down. That is, they feel more depressed. You know, all these things start happening, and it's not Hashimoto's. It's not, <laughs> you know, lupus. It's literally alcohol that can do that to your brain.、Mm-hmm. And sleep is affected、mm-hmm. a lot. That kind of turning on.、Um, a lot of people will. Think that well, having a glass of wine or some kind of nightcap、um, in the evening、mm-hmm. helps them sleep better. And、yeah. 
you know, what you described, that depressant, you know, it makes you fall asleep, mm-hmm. but it's not going to let you have good quality sleep Correct. because as you know, you can't get into those deeper layers of sleep as those, you know, um, signals turn back on, you may not be awake necessarily, but your sleep pattern is Correct. all disrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of, you know, a lot of that daytime fatigue, mm-hmm. um, all of that can be just lack of like good, healthy, restorative sleep. Yeah, yeah, I, I, exactly. I would say you're right. Alcohol isn't so much a sleep aid as it is a unconscious thing. Like it doesn't put you to sleep; it just knocks you unconscious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah. So anyhow, right. So now if your sleep's not good, uh, muscle restoration is affected, hormone production is affected, mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. We will say it. I'll say it out loud. If your thing's not working, mm-hmm. look at your alcohol. Yeah, yeah. If your yeah. testosterone is low, look at your alcohol mm-hmm. because if alcohol is affecting sleep pattern, it will literally affect libido. It'll affect erectile dysfunction. You don't have to go to a special hormone clinic and get a bunch of testosterone that needs to be on for the rest of your life. If you realize that if I just cut back alcohol or even stop drinking, it'll actually all improve on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talk about, you know, of course. Oh, and speaking of hormones, um, women who hot flash. Yes. um, Oh, yes. Yes. So alcohol is a big trigger. You know, of course, hot flashes will occur during like menopause, perimenopausal stage of life. Um, But there are things that can make those worse and better. And alcohol is one of those that can trigger them and make them even worse. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've talked about hormones. We've talked about mental. Of course, the physical, right? So everybody knows alcohol destroys your liver. Um, Small amounts, your liver can process, detoxify it, make it into a, a... um, a benign substance, but you start overloading that alcohol, and now the alcohol, the liver can't process it fast enough. It starts flooding the bloodstream. It starts affecting. I mean, to the point. I mean, in the acute phase, you can have like alcohol poisoning. Mm-hmm. Like that's a thing. Like mm-hmm. people can literally drink themselves to death. Mm-hmm. Um, if not to death, uh, chronically, you can have what we call alcoholic cardiomyopathy. So that's essentially heart failure from alcohol, mm-hmm. liver failure from alcohol, kidneys get shut down. And and I'll put this plug in, and I think we both agree, Melissa, one of the worst ways to go, I mean, heart attack and stroke is devastating, mm-hmm. but liver failure, it sucks. Yeah, Bad. It's, so, it's so prolonged mm-hmm. too. You know, it's not like, I mean, you can die very quickly yes. with it, but um, oftentimes it's a years long battle. Yeah very uncomfortable in mm-hmm. and out of the hospital yeah um it's difficult yeah yeah we have patients i mean their toxins build up they literally get psychotic they mm-hmm. can't think they get confused they have to go to the hospital they take these medicines that literally make you poop yourself mm-hmm. i mean it is it's just a bad thing mm-hmm. and the only way around it is transplant and livers aren't exactly hanging around all the time either yeah. so uh and this is one of those things again it's a preventable issue in fact i saw that Alcohol is the third leading cause, like preventable leading cause of death. So you got tobacco, Mm -hmm. you have poor diet and exercise is number two. And number three is actually alcohol. So essentially our podcast (laughs) is addressing all these things that are preventable that doesn't have to be this way. But unfortunately, I guess if we don't know or we don't care, it can become a big problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just kind of getting that education is the first step kind of understanding exactly how it works. And that's, I hope what we're here doing kind of, kind of 
just discussing it a little bit deeper because we always mm-hmm. mention like in all of our episodes, I yeah. think we talk about all of these things on some level, but mm-hmm. yeah, it deserves its own talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially right now, like if you've passed like excess alcohol, heavy alcohol, now you're in alcoholism. I mean, mm-hmm. your risk for bad things all jump significantly. So not even just like, you know, we talked about how it affects mental, physical, social aspect. I mean, drunk driving, killing mm-hmm. people from alcohol, um, being in and out of jail, people losing their jobs, people mm-hmm. becoming violent when they're drunk. So sexual battery, sexual assault, violence in general, when people mm-hmm. are uncontrolled. I mean, all these things are happening. And with alcoholism, it takes it to another level because now your brain, even though you know, if I do this again, I will lose my family. Mm-hmm. You can't stop. Yeah. And that's a problem. Oh, yeah. And that's a whole nother level. That's not a sober curious yeah. or, you know, thing that yes. you want to like tackle on your own. That's something that, you know, typically does require like guidance of professionals and rehab and mm-hmm. things like that to do it to do it safely and um, to be successful too Mm -hmm. because it does go beyond just like oh this is a social situation i'm feeling kind of pressured to drink Mm -hmm. versus like you wake up in the morning i have to have a drink to function yeah exactly exactly and if you notice like in our episode we've kind of it's almost like we've painted this alcohol as a gradient Mm -hmm. you know a spectrum i think that's (laughs) the way to say (laughs) that um because right you it's not like one day you're not an alcoholic one day you wake up you're a alcoholic Mm -hmm. right it builds and so the earlier we recognize this problem uh the better it is because you're right once alcoholism kind of takes over it is a bear to try to it's like any other addiction it's like any Mm -hmm. other um you know drugs and stuff like that you pray it never gets there because you hear stories of patients and their family members even my wife's dad was an alcoholic just the it is so hard to break because once you get there it doesn't matter the consequence like mm-hmm. you know we're really good at you know don't touch the stove because it burns mm-hmm. you but once you, that alcoholism gets in the brain it doesn't matter the consequence you'll lose your job you lose your family you lose your house you lose mm-hmm. your money you lose everything and you know the cause but you can't stop and it's a very sad place to be it is yeah yeah so getting the appropriate help in those situations and and yeah just kind of recognizing recognizing it as a problem. And I think Mm -hmm. as most people, like you said, most people at that point do recognize it as a problem, but it's almost like the addiction overrules that that level of reason. Yeah. So to, to, to do that now, we shimmy to this sober curious thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because obviously sober curious, um, it was actually from a book Mm -hmm. in 2018. Um, and essentially, right. This is not exactly for the people who are in alcoholism because they definitely need, I mean, being curious is helpful for that too, but, uh, that, that needs a different level of care. But this is for the person that, let's say they do drink all night. The moms, right? Mm-hmm. They need it to get the stress better, but they don't feel great in the morning either. This is, uh, it's interesting because I see it all over social media and people are hashtagging themselves, kind of talking about yeah. their journey. I mean, it's good that mm-hmm. people are recognizing it, but, um, I guess it's, it's not real to us on social media that yeah. you, you have to let yeah. people know. Yeah. Yeah. And some of that may be just kind of 
accountability. You mm-hmm. know, when someone puts it out there, it does kind of help with that accountability. Somebody else knows that I'm doing it. Maybe they connect with other people who are doing it mm-hmm. too and don't feel so alone when they're at a event and they have to say, or they want to say no to alcohol. Yeah. They feel a little bit more empowered. Mm-hmm. I think it can be a good thing, Absolutely. you know, um, and that there's more conversation about it because, you know, like we said in the beginning, there's, there is pressure in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And the sober curious, it's it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you're not necessarily committing to like complete abstinence from alcohol, mm-hmm. but um, kind of being curious about how things would be if you say no in certain situations yeah. or maybe just don't keep it at the house to mm-hmm. have on a regular basis or, you know, what would that look like not to have the alcohol with dinner or, you know, just things like that, that can be like adjusted in your life. And Mm -hmm. it's not to say that, yes, at a, at a certain event or a celebration or something, you want to have it in those circumstances, but maybe it's just not such a common thread with every event. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think this is so awesome because I think one of the episodes we talk about the power of the mind, the power of curiosity, you know, because we talk about breaking habits, right? So because our brain likes to autopilot a lot of things, so our prefrontal cortex can continue to learn new things, that's great. I mean, sometimes, um, like you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you get out of the bed, you get clothes changed. Some of it's just practically autopilot. You don't have to think about it because your brain's just doing it. Or sometimes when you drive home from work, you're like, how did I get here, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's essentially the brain likes to autopilot things. Uh, and it autopilot things based on reward. So like, like uh, you go to a wedding, everything's happy. You drink a glass of wine, everything gets better, you know? So that reward for that habit is high. And if you do that a couple of times, the brain will autopilot that. So whenever it goes to a wedding, it's already looking for a glass of wine. You know, whenever there's a New Year's celebration, it's looking for a glass of wine. And so... Once that habit is automated in there, it gets really, really hard to break because what will happen is whenever you're stressed, um, the prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of the brain, it shuts down, right? For example, when a wolf is chasing us back in our hunter-gatherers days, the brain is literally not thinking. It's all reaction. It's like climb, run, you know, and then once you get a safe, sp- a safe spot, then the brain's like, oh my gosh, I almost got eaten. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing. If you get stressed, the kids are screaming that day, something was heavy at work, you know, and you're just like, my gosh, what'll happen is uh, that frontal thinking part shuts down. The automation part's like, wine feels good. Mm -hmm. And so you get a wine. And so what can break that habit is curiosity. So some people call it mindfulness, right? Being aware of what you're feeling, what's happening at that time. But another one is like, like, what would it be if I didn't drink a glass of wine every day, mm-hmm. you know? And to, I guess, make maybe give like a, a big overview. I mean, the first step is actually setting a goal, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's a week, maybe mm-hmm. it's a month, maybe it's just two days, maybe it's just Sundays at football, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the goal is, just kind of being aware that, okay, this is something I actually want to think about trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe... Yeah, evaluating if it really adds any value to those circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, is it something that really adds value to that event or situation or experience? Or, you know, is it just because that's typically what you do, yeah. you know? And, and yeah, maybe just 
setting that goal to try mm-hmm. it a couple times and yeah. then expanding from there. If that feels good without it, mm-hmm. you know, those are habits that can be formed as well. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the habit of immediately drinking for a glass or mm. reaching for a glass, um, you know, is not so automatic. Yeah, exactly. And right. And another part of it, like you said, a thinking, is there any reward in this thing? And then B like, you can move the reward thing down by how do you feel in the morning when you drink? You mm-hmm. know, it's like I drank tonight. The next day, I just feel horrible. My brain's fuzzy. I have a hard time getting out of bed. If you just become mindful, not just like, oh, this is what it is. This is how I feel in the very morning, but kind of, that was alcohol. You know, that mm-hmm. will also lower the reward center, like reward value to that behavior. And that will move the behavior farther and farther down the list of automation Mm -hmm. you know another piece of it is finding an alternative so if stress is what triggers that stress triggers alcohol triggers feel better then finding something else to replace that whether it's stress equals meditate Mm -hmm. stress equals journal stress equals go work out Mm -hmm. right like some people like for me i don't do you work out this morning I didn't. <laughs> okay. Doesn't your body feel weird though? Like, it does. Yeah. yeah, it's different. But yeah, sick kids overnight. That's so right. it's one of those things. But yeah, it it definitely like messes with your routine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, as mom and dad, I mean, it happens, right? Kids get sick or something happens when you don't work out. Your body doesn't feel the same. But that's because for you, exercise has been self-automated and the reward is high. Even though you're sore, it's a good sore. You feel good, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, finding an alternative to like trigger stress, something else as a reliever versus alcohol, that will be a helpful way to kind of make it last better. Yeah. Yeah. It could either be even be conversations. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm not drunk. I can actually have a deeper conversation with the person I'm talking to. Yeah, you're not kind of numbing yourself as as much. Absolutely. Um, I think the third thing is, and this is where the sober curious thing is helpful, is finding support. So Mm -hmm. the hashtags, right? The support groups, there's apps now. Of course, me and you as providers, we're here as support. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we like to help people develop healthier habits. And so being with people on the same journey is helpful and sometimes social media in this case can be really helpful because people can message and encourage one another and you know post accountability things like you know i said i wasn't going to drink at football games for the next month and i didn't and Mm -hmm. it feels much better Mm -hmm. and then when you have a success you can share it yeah yeah i think that support is is huge it makes Mm -hmm. you feel yeah empowered not alone um and just support it yeah 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 um another piece is tracking your progress Mm -hmm. right so uh, for most people i would say this if you're a habitual wine drinker i think we saw a a reel right where it's like a bottle of wine it's like Mm -hmm. a three pound potato (laughs) a bag (laughs) of potatoes yeah and we avoid those potatoes in those cars but we (laughs) avoid that wine that wine it goes pretty fast yeah yeah so the amount of people that say i stopped drinking i lost weight almost immediately Mm -hmm. Uh, i stopped drinking my sleep was better my mental focus was better my libido came back i mean Mm -hmm. all these things count as progress and if you kind of track them and kind of make a note of them it might help you continue to motivate because Mm -hmm. now the reward of not drinking starts to beat the reward of drinking yeah yeah. yeah. And then I think the last piece is celebrate your success. Mm-hmm. So if you, let's say you feel better or, 
or you've lost two, three pounds or whatever, or whatever you're, you wanted to, you're curious about what, what life would be like when you don't drink, you experience it and you feel better celebrate that. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to like not woke up hungover at yeah. 50 years old. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And it, it deserves celebration, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe, celebration will look different you know it's not like let's celebrate and go get a glass of wine (laughs) but you know maybe maybe something that you didn't feel like doing before maybe on saturday morning when you used to be so hungover that Mm -hmm. you know you slept until 10 or 11 maybe you get up and go for a walk with the kids or you know something that's just different and you know can be a more positive experience. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, even all that money you save from not drinking alcohol, yeah. you can go buy yourself a new outfit. Yeah. You know, buy yourself jewelry, go get your nails done. <laughs> that stuff is <laughs> expensive. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the uh, so side note, I did not realize how expensive alcohol is. Yeah. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every night. That's, oh yeah, yeah. It's like that and cigarettes. It's, yes, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. You could pay for your AC bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, all these things, I think, um, to to kind of wrap all these things up. I mean, a, you know, a little alcohol is fine. Mm-hmm. That we're not saying you don't drink forever. You have to stay abstinent forever. Um, but alcohol does come with its risks mm-hmm. and in its addictive nature and its reward nature, it can get out of hand faster. Mm-hmm. People do build tolerance. So before, you know, one glass of wine would get you tipsy. Now it's three. Now it's the whole bottle. Next, you know, add more liquor. So it is just something like, even though it's not illegal, like it's not like hard drugs, it is something you need to be careful with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, if you're curious, try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, just starting the conversation. And maybe, hopefully, you found something in this talk that is relatable. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it does kind of pique that curiosity. Yeah. So, perfect. All right. Well, Melissa, we are done with alcohol. Um, we have more guests that we are working to bring on. Mm-hmm. So if people want to be guests on this show, we can even do call-ins. I yeah. learned that. So I realized I can get providers from all across the country. Oh, good. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll be reaching out. Uh, any closing thoughts, Melissa? I think that's it. All right. Well, I hope your son feels better. Thanks. <laughs>